This episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast is brought to you by Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber, Not Your Average Heroes, The Legend Continues, and we continue on, and I promised everybody that there will be a new episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Unfortunately, I, when I said that on the last episode, I said it was going to take place next week, but then I realized we just had backlash, We well, WrestleMania backlash. It just got done just a few moments ago, and the main event decided that, okay, we're going to go ahead and do the episode anyway. We're going to get this out of the way because this is the aftermath of WrestleMania backlash, and boy, do we got a lot we need to talk about, including the unexpected United States Championship match that took place during the countdown show, uh, who won the match for the Raw Women's Championship, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, did we have a new WWE champion? Did we have a universal championship? And what do the Walking Dead and WrestleMania Backlash have in common? I'm not kidding. You, you're you're going to find out what that is in just a moment. Uh, we're going to talk about that and so much more. And plus, we're also going to talk about the epic night that took place last night at Rich's Billiards. The main event was a part of history, and I want to go ahead and talk about that in just a few moments. But before we do, as always, we go ahead and play a little bit of music and everything else like that, just like we do every single time we watch, uh, we listen to the main event talk. Now, for this, this is going to be a little bit of a hint if you will, of what happened last night at Richard's Billiards. Now, for those of you that were over there, and believe me, I'm going to talk about it right here on this episode. If you guys were there, you heard this song. But just in case you didn't, here's the song that happened last night over at Richard's Billiards. It was epic. It was tremendous. We'll talk about more about this in just a moment. This is from Bullet For My Valentine. This is Tears Don't Fall. Let's go! 
That was Bullet from My Valentine doing the song Tears Don't Fall. And this is sort of the hint that I'm about to talk about in just a moment. But uh, but just go ahead and get it out of the way. It's been a long time since I've heard that song. Um, haven't had a chance to hear the song in a long, long time. Um, when I first heard uh, Bullet from My Valentine, it was back like in uh, 2005, 2006. And I first heard this song and it was pretty epic. It was pretty epic to listen to. Uh, seen the video, heard the song many, many times before. Uh, as always, if you guys are interested in listening to some Bullet from a Valentine, all you got to do is look over on Spotify or uh, on YouTube or whatever it is you find your favorite music. Now, speaking of the song and speaking of uh, what, what I need to talk about, um, let's talk about, before we talk about Backlash, because that's obviously the most important part that we got to talk about, this one, this part here is just as important. So, last night, the main event had an opportunity to go over to Rich's Billiards. Now, originally, and let me, and let me kind of give you the story from the, from the beginning, originally, I didn't want to go. You know, I, I, I really didn't want to go, because I went over, um, I went over this past Friday, and uh, I was going to be there just to hang out a little bit, uh, hang Tim with my best friend, Homestar Runner, and his uh, soon-to-be bride, Chrissy, and, you know, just there, just to uh, drink a couple of beers and everything, and uh, went over to the store and get some stuff and everything, and at first, originally, I wasn't going to go ahead and head over to Rich's Billiards on Saturday, I figured I'd just chill out at home and everything else like that, but then, uh, you know, you know, it's one of those things where you have nothing to do and you know you want to get your ass out of the fucking house. Well, I decided that, okay, fuck it, I'll go ahead and get my ass out of the house. So I did. So there was this advertisement that Rich's Billiards did. Big shout out, uh, big shout out, by the way, over to everyone over at Rich's Billiards, to Richard himself, to Neva, to Candy, to everyone that's involved. And hopefully you guys get an opportunity to listen to this episode because, um, when I was um, going over to Richard's Billiards, uh, I believe, and I think this was posted just a couple of days ago, or I think the night of the show, I could be wrong, uh, they were going to have the UFC event, uh, UFC 250, uh, 262, because that, was, that event was going to happen, and then also, um, if memory serves me correctly, uh, they were also going to have something called... Uh, and if I'm pronouncing this correctly or not, I apologize. Uh, something called emo or something. I think it's like some sort of a, um, uh, some sort of a punk rock. Uh, I thought it was like uh, at first when I saw it on Facebook, I thought my first thought was it was gonna be like some sort of a rock concert of some kind, maybe like some t- uh, something of punk. Or of something that of in that particular way that I'm thinking about, but anyways, I go ahead and I show up over at Richard's Billiards. I leave the house about seven o'clock, and I show up over there about seven thirty. Right, so uh, once that took place, um, I showed up over there uh, right around seven thirty, and all I was trying to do was, you know, I wanted to go ahead and um, I wanted to get through this Saturday night, you know, just so I can go ahead and. You know, check out some stuff, uh, you know, just drink a couple of beers, take a couple of shots and everything. I went ahead and invited some a few people. You know, I wanted to check out how the show goes. But they were also going to have the UFC event also on that same day, right? So while I went over there, uh, they showed uh, the UFC event 
uh, I think it started right around maybe 8.30 or 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, somewhere around that range and everything. Well, anyways, um, they were trying to show the UFC event, right? And, uh, ooh, that was quick. <laughs> they were trying to show the UFC event, and they couldn't, uh, they couldn't do it because uh, there was a storm that happened over at Richard's Billiards, right? And wasn't sure exactly what was going on. And um, they were trying to show the pay-per-view. Uh, the pay-per-view was uh, every time the, you know they were showing it, uh, the signal went out, went in, and everything else like that. Uh, so they went ahead and played some of the music that was going on in the jukebox. It was playing for like maybe about a good 10 minutes until the signal finally came on, and UFC 252 had showed up, right? So that was good to check out. It was great. So... They went ahead and, uh, let's see, after the event, they were still showing the UFC on uh, over at Richards Billions, right? But then they were going to go ahead and show the, I think it's called the uh, the show, uh, that e- emo show. And I'm trying to look, I'm trying to look for this event over here that took place. Uh, I don't see it, but I know I saw it here somewhere. But anyways, when I saw the um, the Nemo event, the emo event, I'm sorry. I was um, was trying to figure out exactly what in the world is this emo event that people keep talking about. So, <clears throat> I didn't think anything of it. So, I just showed up over there, checked it out. And uh, <clears throat> right around, I would say, maybe the whole thing started at, say... 9 o'clock, 9.30, actually 9.30 was when the whole thing actually started, and like I said, didn't think nothing of it, you know, was just there, um, you know, checking out the event, seeing how it goes and stuff, and all of a sudden, around 9.30, uh, okay, as a matter of fact, this is what it is, um, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's emo night, that's what, that's what I'm looking at right here on this, um, event right here. Uh, okay, let me see if I can um, go into it. Okay, Saturday night, emo night, and uh, okay, uh, Richard's Billiards, um, tickets available, uh, didn't see how much it was. Okay, <clears throat> so, <coughs> this is what it is. Uh, it's just, uh, emo night, Corpus Christi, uh, Saturday, May 15th, Richard's Billiards, 5815, wherever, Corpus Christi, Texas. Cheers and tears. Uh, the best of Nemo, uh, Screamo, um, Post, Hardcore, Pop, Punk, Drink Specials, $3 Bombshells, and everything else like that. 18 and up are welcome. So, I wasn't sure what to expect out of this event, right? I, I, I didn't know what to expect at all. So, right around, I would say, like I said, 9.30, event takes place. I'm, you know, drinking my big-ass beer of Michelob Ultra. I'm having my shots like I always do and everything. Uh, run into a couple of friends and everything. And then all of a sudden, I started seeing some people come in. And, and it's pretty much like the usual crowd, right? And that's what you would think at first. But then I would say, like, 9.30, you know, they, they turned the sound off because I guess they were still watching UFC 262. But then they started playing the music, right? And when they started playing the music, it was starting to get cool. Because they were playing some pop, some punk, some uh, even a little bit of thrash. You know, I heard it right there. Sounded pretty cool. And, you know, that song you just heard a moment ago was one of the songs that were playing. Now, here's where it gets interesting. I would say about 10 o'clock to 1030, 
all of a sudden, I'm looking left, I'm looking right, I'm like, what in the fuck is going on here? And there's all these people, okay? There are all these people that are showing up. And don't get me wrong, I don't mind seeing this many people, but I'm a little bit concerned. I was a little bit concerned because of the protocol and, you know, the face mask and all that other stuff. And I was, you know, I was... A bit concerned about that. But then it then it occurred to me. Then it occurred to me. Listen to this. So if UFC can have 15,000 people in an arena, if AT&T Stadium is going to have over 77,000 people to check out a boxing event, then why not Richards Billiards have themselves a full crowd for everyone to check out this show? Okay, so let it happen. So... Throughout the past, I would say, hour to two hours, here I am, I'm just drinking a beer, having a shot, and I'm seeing all these people who are asking for beers, drinks, and shots, and the whole nine yards, right? And my thought is, my God, where are these people coming from? I'm looking outside the door. It's raining as hell right now, but everyone still showed up at Richard's Billiards. Now, you know, anybody that knows the main event knows that I don't mind promoting Richard's Billiards. I don't even mind telling everyone to show up, come over here. I don't even mind telling everyone on, on my podcast to come over to Richard's Billiards at 5815 Weber. Not your average hero, so legend continues in the whole nine yards, like I always do. But this was straight up fucking ridiculous. And I'm not, I'm not ri- saying ridiculous as in, this is stupid, everyone needs to go. This is straight up ridiculous as in, you got to be fucking kidding me. Look at how many people are here, you know? So, I'm just, and, here, and here's also something, and I want to I wanna get this out of the way here. And if Richard's listening, uh, don't worry. I wasn't upset about it. But uh, I'm sitting there just drinking my beer, and I'm, I'm, my beer is empty completely, right? And I would have gone ahead and asked for a beer from Neva or Candy, but I didn't want to do it. And let, and let me let me explain why. Let me explain why. I, I know someone like me would probably well I, well, I probably wouldn't complain and everything else like that. Others would probably say, "I need a fucking bear, you stupid bitch," or something like that. I would never do that. And my reasons for this is simple. Anybody that knows me knows that when it comes to Richard's Billiards, I'm going to support this place no matter what, regardless of the situation. And plus, the way this show was and the way everything looked within the past few hours. This was much needed. This was much needed. So needed that there there wasn't really that many people working tonight. And I don't think they even expect a night like this. And this was, it was epic. There were two bartenders behind the bar. Then you had a third bartender. Then Richard was behind the bar. And I think there was probably maybe one or two waitresses around here. And you got all these people. Not only shooting whole drinking beer, but it was like, truly, this is truly... In my opinion, I'm saying this because it's true. It was one of the most epic nights I've ever been a part of. It was hectic. Now, I didn't give a shit if I got a beer. This is the fucking truth. I didn't give a shit if I got a beer. Okay? It was true. Because this is the thing. For me, when it comes to Richard's Billiards, I'm putting business before my own. 
That's the truth. I'm putting business before my own. Now, I know some people are going to say, well, Furman, you don't work there. I don't give a shit. It's my bar. Well, it's not my bar, but it's my bar. It's my place. I got to make sure that the people in front of me, all the customers that are there, they get their beers, their shots, their shit first before me. Okay? As far as I'm concerned, I may be the most important guy in the room, but I don't want to be that important to a room full of people that are here to have a good time. And that's exactly what the idea is, to have everyone have a good time. Now, did I get a beer? Did I get a shot? Absolutely. Was it an epic night? Absolutely. Was everybody a part of it? Absolutely. I was there. Uh, A good friend of mine, uh, LJ, was over there. Uh, LJ um, Rodriguez, who was there. Haven't seen him in a long, long time. Uh, Good seeing him. He used to be a member of 3 for 5 and everything else like that. Also seen uh, my good friend Jonathan Chappelle was over there. My you know, my longtime best friend, Homestar Runner, a.k.a. Hector Waters, was there as well. The best drummer on the planet and the most lit guy in the fucking room. John Luna was there as well. And I mean most lit. You'll find out about that in just a moment. And, of course, my good friend, Rodney, who's also a member of Team at Bang Incorporated, was there as well. My God. I mean, this night lasted pretty much... The storm pretty much was calmed down a little bit maybe around 12 to 1 o'clock at night. There was still a lot of people. But let me tell you something. When you see, this is the truth, when you see all these people, and I'm, I'm like, you know, hearing them sing along, chant, and just having themselves a good time, this was like, my God, this is like something you would see at AEW's Dynamite or at NXT or at WrestleMania. This was fucking epic as hell. All right, and, and and I'll say this because it's true. It was a night that was much needed, and even Richard himself has said that it was a much needed night. Even regardless of how many people were working that night, you know, it was just an amazing night. I was glad to be a part of it. Hector was glad. Jonathan was glad. John was. There. Everybody that was there had themselves a good time last night at Richard's Billiards for emo night. It was amazing. It was epic. So. <clears throat> I want to just say this. I hope we see another night like this. And I'll tell you something. This is the first time ever since the pandemic. I mean, I haven't seen, and I'll, and I'll call it like I see it. I haven't seen a crowd. I haven't seen that many people at Richard's Billiards since uh, March 17th of 2012. Why is that an important date? Let me tell you why. Because that was the date when the Periwinkle Massacre made their last and final appearance over at Richard's Billiards or at Theo's at the time when they performed the final show and I still remember being there and like that many people showed up there was a fucking line when I got there and luckily I managed to skid on in and just go right through because hey they know who I am so it's all good (laughs) but nonetheless um last night was an epic night and I gotta come in uh, Richard's, all the waitresses, all the bartenders were working their ass off. Richard himself was working his ass off as well. And I think, I didn't think that he himself even knew that this was going to be an epic night. And it was an epic night. It was. I, I never expected a night like that to be so big and so epic. It was amazing, and I wouldn't mind being a part of that again. I wouldn't mind being a part of it at all. However, I know the rest would say, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to see it either, but it has to happen the way it is and stuff like that there. But nonetheless, a big shout-out to everyone over at Richard's Billiards for doing a tremendous job over there. Last night was completely epic. Um, Candy was... Candy was doing a good job, Neva was doing a good job, uh, and I apologize for not you know, recognizing the other waitresses that were over there. Uh, I know some of them probably have seen me, but never, you know, never actually had a chance to meet me in person, but you know how it goes. But nonetheless, uh, Richard's Billiards, I gotta commend you guys, that was the most epic night and the most fun I've seen in a long, long time. And I know that's something that Richard didn't expect to happen, but it was tremendous. It was awesome. I loved how it looked. And I know Richard had to be proud of it because I don't think he's had a night like that in a long, long time. Because, and you have to remember something. Um, we were in this pandemic. We were in this pandemic. And we have not had a night like this in a long, long, long time. And I kept hoping for this moment for, you know, something like this to come along and uh, something like this did come along, and it came along at the right time, and, you know, I, I, I couldn't believe it, and I was so, so happy to be a part of it. It was uh, amazing to check out, and I recommend, I, I'm hoping that we get an opportunity to check this night out and everything else like that, and I'm hoping that... Um, I'm hoping that someday, maybe sometime in the near future, we'll be able to see something like this again. And uh, like I said before, to Rich's Billiards, to everyone involved, um, uh, I want to say thank you. I had a great night. I had a great time. I'm sure everyone else had a great time last night. And uh, Richard, uh, to you guys over at Rich's Billiards, uh, I hope you guys had a, um, a tremendous night. And Hopefully next time, and uh, <laughs> if something like this comes along, uh, we're gonna have to put the feelers out. We're gonna have to get everyone to uh, start, you know, you know, getting some more waitresses out there because I mean, just this, this, like I said, this was a much needed night. I haven't, like I said, I haven't seen this many people since the pandemic, and it was a much needed night. And I'm not, I'm not too curious about the people wearing the mask and and i'll say this i'll say this because it's true there were people that were wearing their mask all right and i i know some people well there were some that weren't wearing their mask for a minute well let me tell you something there were some that were and some that didn't but hey look it's it's right now this is how it is okay i'm not going to tell people they can't wear their mask they can wear their mask it's up to them now i mean since since i, I guess what governor governor um Abbott, Abbott was the one that said that we're open for business now and everything else like that. This is fine. This is okay. I said that, you know, this is going to be one of those moments where if we if we come, if everything starts opening, uh, opening up again, I'm going to be the only guy in the room with a fucking mask on. But I realize there are others that want to keep their mask on too. So I can understand why they did it. So... Once again, big congratulations over to Richard's Billiards. Big night, big epic night. Um, big shout out to Richard's Billiards. Big shout out to Richard. Big shout out to Candy and Neva and everybody that was working there last night. It was epic, and I hope we do something like this again 
real real soon who knows maybe we can get um knife party to do something like that you know knife party attributed to deftones to do something like that or maybe we could get the periwinkle massacre to show up on stage right there and perform for everybody and everything else like that in that particular nature or how about we get the southern revival to show up over there richard's billiards how about our good friends shattered sun maybe we can get them over there bottom line is it was an epic night i loved it and i hope we do that again I hope we do it again real soon. And um, hopefully once we do it again, I'll be there in the forefront of everything. And uh, I did I did put out some videos, some pics out there. So go over to my Facebook page and check it out. Uh, it's under my, uh, uh, if you look under my uh, photo album under Richard's Billiards, uh, you'll see some of the pics and even the video that took place over there. Once again, big shout out to Rich's Billiards, 5815 Weber, not your average heroes. The legend continues, and once again, I hope we do this again someday. I want it all. I really wanted to be tail out of Charlotte. That is not at all what happened. He gave everything that anybody could ever give. I was the most dangerous person in the world because I had nothing to lose. Just spiraled completely out of control. I sat there and cried like a baby and wept, realizing that you are failing a two-year-old little boy. But I said, I hope you can forgive me. In A&E Original Biography, Shawn Michaels, tonight at 8 on A&E. Get an opportunity to check out A&E's biography of the heartbreak hit, Shawn Michaels. Uh, I've been getting an opportunity to check out some of these biographies, including, you know, not ju- I haven't seen Shawn Michaels yet, but I'll get an opportunity to check it out. But not just Shawn Michaels, but you got Booker T that came out. Last week was the Macho Man Randy Savage. And then the following week after that was Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and it was, um, I love watching these. They're pretty amazing to check out. Uh, checking them out on A&E on Sundays. Um, they should be great, great to check out. Okay, so let's talk about Backlash. Let's go ahead and talk about the epic event that took place um, just a few hours ago. Uh, had a chance and an opportunity to look at some of these matches and everything. So uh, let's dispense with the formalities. Let's start off with the countdown show. Um, they uh, went ahead and started off with um, a United States Championship Open Challenge. Uh, Sheamus has showed up to defend his championship. Uh, open challenge uh, was there, and the challenge, who accepted the challenge, was none other than a former United States champion himself, Ricochet. He went one-on-one against Sheamus. Um, great match. Um, unfortunately, Ricochet didn't do what he could do. Uh, Sheamus went in and won the match. It was done, and then after that, Sheamus was going to go ahead and ask for a microphone, and then all of a sudden... Ricochet went ahead, and not only did he embarrass him, he took his uh, he took his suit, he took his hat, he wore it, and pretty much embarrassed Sheamus right there at the end of the match. So, the winner of the match was Sheamus, and he retains the United States Championship. Now, uh, the next matchup that took place was for the United for the uh, WWE Tag Team. No, wait a minute. What was the first matchup? It was for the, I think it was for the Raw Tag Team titles, weren't they? No, the SmackDown Tag Team titles, I think. That was, I believe that was the first match, I think. I could be wrong. Let me see here. Uh, actually, no, actually I'm wrong. It was for the uh, triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship. It was Charlotte Flair 
going up against uh, the champion Rhea Ripley and Asuka. And like I said, I made this prediction saying that we're hopeful to see Rhea Ripley walk out of the championship match. Um, didn't see much of the matchup because I was a bit busy, but then I got a chance to see what happened at the end. Rhea Ripley went ahead and got her uh, riptide on Asuka. One, two, three. Asuka, um, Asuka loses to uh, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley retains her her uh, Raw Women's Championship, which leaves um, Charlotte Flair out in the dust and everything. So, <laughs> uh, I, I I knew somehow that Charlotte was not going to be able to walk out with the championship. Quite understandable, considering the fact that none of us, and I mean none of us, want us, you know, want to see Charlotte Flair walk out with the championship. But we'll see how this goes, because with Asuka out of the way, that means that there's an opportunity for you know, possibly a match between Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley to face off against each other for the Raw Women's Championship. Now, they've faced off against each other a year ago before WrestleMania. And they've even faced off against each other in a similar triple triple threat match for the A, but it was for the NXT Women's Championship at the time. Now, this is going to be for the Raw Women's Championship. Is there going to be a match between these two somewhere down the road? Or... Who will the next challenger be for Rhea Ripley's championship? Now, before we get into anything else, let's get to some pre-recorded comments or some comments right after the match with one of the participants, Charlotte Flair. Excuse me, Charlotte. After going into this match, the triple threat match, so confident that you were going to come out the Raw Women's Champion, what's your reaction to this tough loss? I'm still confident. I didn't get pinned. I didn't tap out. So I didn't lose. I'm still the opportunity, and tomorrow's a new day. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time. Well, it looks like uh, Charlotte Flair is in um, no hurry to worry about what's going to happen next. But uh, like I stated before, I think I see... I think I see a match between these two coming up, and we're going to see how far this goes, um, you know, and everything else like that. But uh, let's see if we can... uh, Actually, if we can... Okay, there's this one part that I want to go ahead. We got some comments from Charlotte Flair earlier. And now let's see if we can get some comments from uh, the champion, Rhea Ripley, who had just pinned Asuka in the middle of the ring. Here's some comments from the champion, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, congratulations on retaining the Raw Women's Championship tonight here at WrestleMania Backlash against Asuka and Charlotte Flair, two of the best female superstars in the world. Now, is this proof to the women's locker room, but most importantly, Charlotte Flair, why you are the Raw Women's Champion? (laughs) First of all, Sarah, I told you so. And yes, I mean, it does prove to everyone in the locker room, and especially Charlotte Flair, that I am the Raw Women's Champion for a reason. I came into this, this division and I took over. That's what, that's what my plan was. To be completely honest, that's what my plan was this whole time. And if Charlotte wants to call herself the opportunity, I just proved to her tonight exactly why I am the opportunity. But, hmm, let me just think for a second. She failed at her opportunity tonight. She failed. I was the one standing in the, in the corner over the top of her head holding my championship up at the end. I'm here to stay. And this is my role in this championship. And it's going to be on my shoulder for a long, long time. Now, if you'd excuse me, I'm going to go wipe this stuff off. 
Congratulations. Well, uh, no shortage of confidence right there from Rhea Ripley. And no doubt there's going to be a matchup between Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, you know, somewhere down the road for the Raw Women's Championship. We'll see how far that goes in every particular way, you know. So we'll see what happens next. Okay, let's talk about the next thing that's going to take place here. Um, What did I miss? Nope. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to get to something here. But the next matchup that took place, um, let's see here. I believe it's for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I think that was the next match, right? Let's see here. No, actually, the next matchup was for... Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. <coughs> I'm, I'm laughing for a reason, obviously. So, I'll go ahead and um, mention this right here, right now. The next matchup was for um, a Lumberjack match that took place between Damian Priest and The Miz. Now, let me go ahead and give you my prediction. Now, I mentioned on the last episode that this was going to be Damian Priest's night. Damian Priest was going to win. He's going to beat The Miz. The Miz could go fuck himself in the ass with a fucking pogo stick. Now, now I'll admit this. I'll admit this right here, right now. It did happen the way it happened. Okay? It happened. It was done. It was out the window. But something happened. Something happened that just... Holy fucking shit. Okay, let's... Let me go ahead and start off with this, okay? I'm going to give you step-by-step instructions. Well, not step-by-step instructions exactly. But I'm going to give you a little bit of what's about to happen. You see? Okay, so we're getting ready for this matchup, right? right? We're getting ready for Damian Priest versus The Miz in a Lumberjack match, right? Now... Damien Priest had mentioned something to uh, one of the officials, uh, Adam Pierce, right? And mentioned, and I quote, I don't care if you get stars from Raw, from NXT, from SmackDown. I don't even care if you get any aliens. Uh, I don't think he mentioned zombies, but he mentioned something in that particular nature, right? So, here we are at WrestleMania Backlash. We're getting ready for this matchup, and then there's this... Ridiculous conversation between The Miz and John Morrison or Johnny Drip Drip, whatever the fuck he calls himself. And he wants to go ahead and talk to the Lumberjacks. I'm thinking, okay, we'll see what the fuck happens here. What happens next? I'll say this right now, ladies and gentlemen. I am not going to be responsible for what's about to happen next. Follow along in this ride, if you will. Hey guys, I've got an offer that you.
Okay, now, I, I know some people are probably a little bit confused about what they just saw right now, but um, what just happened is this. John Morrison walks into the locker room of the quote-unquote lumberjacks, and all of a sudden, I, I saw something that was, um, how do I put this delicately? It was stupid to watch. I'm not kidding. It was very, very stupid to watch. Now, let me go to the next part here because now, now, now we're going to get to the other part. Now, we're, we're, we're going to talk about the match in a moment, but let me, you know... So John Morrison opens the door, right? He opens the door to Lumberjacks. These Lumberjacks come out, and they're the most unusually crazy-looking... And I mean crazy-looking lumberjacks you've ever seen in your fucking life. Now, after that, Johnny Drip Drip, John Morrison, decides to go ahead and have a little conversation with the Miz with what he saw in that locker room. Here is the conversation between Johnny John Morrison, John Mo- whatever the fuck he's called himself, and the Miz, and you'll find out who... Well, just listen. Jack locker room and everyone in there is just like because they're like dead or undead they're undead what are you talking about zombies bro i think the lumberjacks are zombies is this another one of your weird new age motivational tactics john this isn't about you this is about me embarrassing damien priest so snap out of it whatever you think you saw was just in your head okay yeah. come on just in my head Okay, this is, um, okay, this, now, I'm not, I'm not joking, this is fucking truth, and this is exactly what he saw. John Morrison opens the door to the lumberjacks, right? The lumberjacks look like zombies, right? Zombies! And they are a part of this lumberjack match. Now, here's the thing. Like I said, quote-unquote, Damon Priest was the one that said, I don't care if you have Raw superstars, SmackDown superstars, NXT superstars, zombies, aliens, as long as you surround them in the fucking match and everything. So, I saw the match, right? I saw the match. It was good. It was okay. Loved it, digged it, and everything else like that. But... It was strange. It was completely fucking strange. Because not only... Okay, here's the thing. It was quite simple. The match was okay. The zombies being all over the fucking ring was just... What in in the hell am I watching? Is this WrestleMania backlash or an episode of The Walking Fucking Dead? Oh dear God! I, I, I do. I don't know what to expect. Well, let me go ahead and just get right to it. All right, let's get right to it. All right, now, these two, 
Miz and Morrison, or Miz and, Miz and Damian Priest, going one-on-one in the match. Miz gets thrown over to the zombies, and then Damian gets over to the zombies. And then all of a sudden, when they're both in the same area, then all of a sudden, they both fight the zombies. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Zombies in a fucking ring. And in the end, Damian Priest wins the match, which I called. And then the zombies devoured. I swear to God, they devoured Johnny Drip Drip, John Morrison, whatever the fuck he's called. And then they even devoured The Miz. And, 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 and this, I'm not kidding. The Miz was alone in the middle of the fucking ring. Right? He was alone, and all of a sudden the zombies all came out in there and surrounded the Miz, and they were devouring the Miz. What the fuck did I just see? I mean, look, you know, I love the WWE, I love wrestling, I love what I see. But when you do something like this, I mean, look, the only reason why these zombies appeared, obviously, was because Dave Batista, you know him quite well as Batista, has a movie that's coming out on Netflix called Army of the Dead, right? And Batista is a part of the movie. So Army of the Dead comes out on uh, Netflix sometime soon, and apparently Batista had made a tweet out saying that he's going to invite some friends for WrestleMania Backlash. He didn't say anything about some dead friends, okay? Oh, my God. And this this was... Oh, my God. And and let me tell you something. This is still the big talk right now. And, and, and it's like, okay, look. A couple things that were wrong with this match. Number one... You had some zombies appear on this fucking match. On a lumberjack match. Number two, you were nowhere near October. We're in the middle of May. And you decided to bring zombies out in the middle of May. You couldn't have waited until Halloween, you fucking bastards. Oh, God. And Okay. Here, and, 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 and here's something, you will never hear this come out of my mouth ever again. But unfortunately, I feel sorry for someone. Yes, I feel sorry for someone. You know who I feel sorry for? And you're going to find this funny. I feel sorry for the Miz. Because he had to become a part of this stuff. Don't get me wrong, I hate the Miz, he fucking sucks, he's stupid, he's out of his fucking mind. But even he didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve that. That was just... What the fuck was... Oh my fucking God. You make AEW look good every fucking day, WWE. <sighs> okay. Let's, um, let's get out of the zombie apocalypse for a moment. And move on to the next matchup. Next matchup was for the... I think, what was it? It was a... What was the next match? Oh, the next matchup was... Um, I... Where the fuck is it? I could have swore I saw it right here. Uh, oh, yes, here it is. Um, I 
think we can... Yeah, I could have swore I saw this. Nope. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> okay. There we go. That's much better. Yeah, I was trying to look through my stuff and uh, couldn't. I was trying to find the results of it and everything. Here we go. So they showed all the matches right here. Rhea Ripley. Yep, and... Um, Oh, wait a minute. I missed a match. Yes, I did. Um, congratulations go out to Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio for winning the SmackDown Tag Team titles against the Dirty Dogs. That ha This happened before the, the, the zombie apocalypse. They are now the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and they are the first father and son tag team to win tag team gold. Big congratulations go out to them and everything else like that. Very, very happy for Rey Mysterio. Very, very happy for Dominic. So this will be the first time that Mark Anthony holds on to a championship for his son. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine Mark Anthony with a son taller than him? <laughs> okay, never mind. Sorry, Mark. I, 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 I swear, on Halloween, you need to come out as Rey Mysterio, okay? And you need to have your own son. If, if, <laughs> okay, anyways, uh, the next matchup, uh, let's see, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bayley going one-on-one -on -one against Bianca Belair. This was a pretty good matchup also. Um, loved how it went down and everything, but of course there's some uh, controversy in this match, uh, simply because of what happened. Uh, uh, it was a good match from head to toe, loved it, but there was some controversy that happened at the very, very end because... Um, the pinfall attempt was crazy because I couldn't tell. I mean, they got the the pinfall, but I could have swore I saw a shoulder break out. I may have to see the, I may have to see the replay of it. But anyways, uh, Bianca Belair did walk away with the championship uh, against Bailey, and no doubt there's probably be probably going to be a rematch between these two uh, somewhere down the road. Don't know when exactly is going to happen. But hopefully we'll get a chance to check it out in every way possible. Bianca Belair, I predicted that she would win it. And it's exactly what happened. She walks out, retains the SmackDown Women's Championship. Let's go ahead and get some comments from the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. Wow, Bianca, in your first title defense, you go up against quite the opponent in Bayley, the <laughs> longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion. But what does this win say about the reign of Bianca Belair? You know, I can say so much. I'll start out by saying this, and I say this with love, but Bayley is a hater, okay? A straight up hater. I mean, imagine accomplishing as much as Bailey and still finding time to hate on me, but I get it. She says she sees herself in me, but she just wants to be me, the SmackDown Women's Champion. And all I can say is um, fairy tales do exist, and I'm on my way to becoming the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion, because anything that ends in EST belongs to me, because I'm the EST of WWE. So I'm about to go live up my first night as a the SmackDown Miss Champion and say, fairy tales do exist. I have my first title defense tonight. So, ding on that, Bailey. Thank you. <laughs> Big congratulations go out to Bianca Belair for her retaining her SmackDown Women's Championship up against Bailey. No doubt we'll see some more uh, title defenses. Um, no doubt there'll probably be a rematch between those two, but we'll see how it goes and everything else like that. 
Uh, let's see. The next matchup was for the uh, triple threat match for the uh, WWE Championship. Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre versus Braun Strowman. This was an epic match in so many ways possible. Now, my prediction was it wouldn't surprise me if Drew McIntyre walks away with the championship. But I made the prediction that Bobby Lashley needs to be the one to retain the championship. Now, in my opinion, if Bobby Lashley holds on to the championship and does not pin Drew McIntyre but pins Braun Strowman, then there'd be a good way for this feud between Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley to continue. It could continue at the next pay-per-view, or it could continue somewhere, maybe at SummerSlam, this year. So, matchup was epic. These two did exactly, these three did exactly what I knew they would do. Bobby Lashley was kept out of the match for most of the, uh, most of the time. Braun Strowman looked like he was about to get defeated by Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre hit the Claymore on Braun Strowman. Bobby Lashley came out of nowhere and threw Drew McIntyre out of the way. Bobby Lashley went ahead and hit a spear on Braun Strowman. Made the pinfall. Braun Strowman loses. Bobby Lashley retains the WWE Championship. Defeats both Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. Epic night. Epic matchup. And like I said before... Somewhere down the road, we are going to see some matchup between uh, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre somewhere down the road. Let's see if we can um, get right to it, if we will. We'll get some comments right here in just a moment. But like I said before, I <clears throat> I somehow knew that this was going to end up being uh, Bobby Lashley's night. And it had to be that way because um, I hate to see Bobby Lashley's reign end this soon. If anything, I was hoping it would end just a little bit sooner. But um, if anything, I want Bobby Lashley's reign as champion to last as long as it can. Because to me, he deserves to be the champion just a little while longer. And I see some big challenges ahead of him when it happens. So let's get to some pre-record. Uh, let's get to some uh, post-match comments from the WWE champion still. Bobby Lashley, along with his manager, MVP. MVP, the almighty Bobby Lashley, still the WWE champion. And still. Exactly. And still very well said. Now, an incredibly impressive match out there against two other colossal talents here at WWE. Was there any moment specifically when you went through the stage that you thought maybe one of them would walk out with the title? No, no, there's never a moment. <clears throat> but aside from all this, you know, I've been busting my ass for a long time. It's time for me to celebrate, man. We put in the work. I did everything that we said we were going to do. Master strategist right here. Uh, now it's time, to, it's time to celebrate. Listen, the champ has proven time and time again that he is the almighty WWE champion. There's not a harder working man in the industry. If you go to his Instagram and you see the workouts that he posts, mortal men would drop and die. But again and again and again, he's defended that title and he has shown the world that he is the almighty WWE champion. So I think it's now time for the champion to enjoy the fruits of his labors, right? Backstage here doing a little business. But look, I've got everything lined up. I've got your trip. Uh, I've got, well, let's just say tomorrow. I've got some surprises for you. My man. Take a little time off. And still... The almighty WWE champion. Congratulations and enjoy. 
Oh, we will. I got you, Jim. Bobby Lashley is still the WWE champion. He defeated Braun Strowman in the middle of the ring. Big congratulations go out to Bobby Lashley for retaining the WWE Championship. And uh, as I stated, I mean, I knew it was going to happen. I wanted to see Bobby Lashley walk out with the championship, and that's exactly what took place. Uh, so big congratulations go out to Bobby Lashley for retaining the WWE Championship. And then, of course... We have um, the last matchup right here for the Universal Championship. Bronze, uh, the champion, the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns, going after Cesaro. Now, this match with uh, Cesaro and Roman Reigns was truly epic in so many ways. And this was definitely one of uh, Cesaro's toughest challenges. And this is also one of Roman Reigns' toughest challenges as well. Now, for a long time, Cesaro has always been a part of several tag team matches. Uh, he's been, he was, last time he held on to a singles championship, he was the um, United States champion. A long, long time ago, back in 2012. And I always wanted to see him become un uh, intercontinental champion. I've always wanted to see him as a tag team champion. I've always felt that he should be in the title picture, you know, just like Roman Reigns, just like Bobby Lashley, just like you know, Brock Lesnar and everything else like that because Cesaro deserves to be in that spotlight. And in this case, he shined. He shined very, very well. And uh, in this matchup with um, Roman Reigns, Cesaro was everything that he was and so much more. And I think, and this is just my feeling on it, um, my prediction was it would be easy for Roman Reigns to go ahead and just win the match, take him out, no problem, just like that. But that's been done to death so many times. I, I said that if you're going to make this feud interesting, if you're going to make it epic, if you're going to make it something worthwhile, how about just go ahead and just let Cesaro win? But don't let him win the Universal Championship. Just let him win a match by countout. Or let him win by disqualification if, if Jey Uso or even Jimmy Uso get involved in the match. Let Cesaro win the match. I know some people would probably not like that. But to me, it would be better that way because, number one, you would make Cesaro look strong. And number two, you would make Roman Reigns pissed. You would get him upset. You would get him mad to a point where you're going to get these two to fight against each other at the next pay-per-view. Because that would be something to check out. Definitely. But unfortunately, this match was good. This match was good between Roman Reigns and Cesaro. Nobody interfered in the match, which was um, which was fine with me. And of course, he took out... Um, uh, throughout the entire match, uh, I saw Cesaro having problems with his arm. Roman Reigns had capitalized on his arm because that was always his strongest point, his right arm. So Cesaro... He tried. He tried everything in his power to try to stay toe-to-toe -to -toe with Roman Reigns. And Cesaro found out the hard way why Roman Reigns is the Universal Champion and why he is the head of the table. So, your winner, Roman Reigns, he retains the championship. But then after that came the appearance of Seth Rollins, who was going face-to-face -face with... Um, Face-to-face -face with Roman Reigns, and then after that, uh, went ahead and attacked Cesaro. You know, pretty much capitalized on the situation. And uh, I think that was pretty much it. So it looks like this feud between Cesaro and Seth Rollins is not over by a long shot. So, 
right here. We're almost at the conclusion of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Before we go ahead and go, let me get you to some final comments with Paul Heyman and with Roman Reigns on last night's match or tonight's match. If we can get to it. Excuse me, Roman, I'd like to get a word with you. I'll bet you would. Uh, Mr. Heyman, Cesaro gave Roman just about everything he had tonight, but Roman was still able to walk out of WrestleMania Backlash as the Universal Champion. Was there ever a moment when you thought tonight would end any differently? Who hired her? Are you flirting with me? Are we supposed to act vulnerable around you now? Is that that the thing? Roman Reigns is the end-all, be-all. He's the head of the table. He's the tribal chief. He's the reigning, defending, undisputed, uncontroverted WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion. Cesaro was a qualified opponent. But he's not a champion. That distinction belongs to Roman And that's going to do it for this edition of this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Um, we're almost at the end here, guys, and uh, I wish I would love to play some music right now. And I would like to go ahead and give you my my promos and every, everything else like that, but I don't think I have enough time. So um, hopefully next week we'll talk a little bit about more about what's going on in professional wrestling, including everything that's going to be happening at Double or Nothing with AEW and some more news from the WWE and so much more. So as always, thank you for listening. I'll see you next time in another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Why? Because I can and I want to. Any questions? Enough said. Let's hope we do not have a zombie apocalypse after the show is over. For the love of God.